Hi guys, this is Cliff Knight from Equippers International. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We want to lift up Jesus and provide a place where you can be taught the truth and encouraged in your relationship with Him. If you find this podcast helpful, feel free to share it with others. We believe it will be a source of blessing and encouragement and that you'll be strengthened in your relationship with Jesus. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Equippers International Podcast. We're in the book of Romans and we're in chapter 1. We're looking currently at verses 16 and 17, what many interpreters view as the theme verses of the book. I'm not so sure that Paul set out to write two verses that he considered to be the theme of the whole book, but they are very concise verses and they contain some very important truths. And we've been looking at that in the last episode, and we're going to continue that today looking at verse 17. Let me read both verses again to get us started for this episode. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, but the righteous shall live by faith. Now, Paul's already told us that the gospel, the good news of God, it's the story about true events. That's what makes it so powerful is that it's based on real life events that had very significant impact. And Paul tells us in verse 16 that this good news of God is the power of God for salvation. So the message of the gospel is about the true events that led to God making salvation possible. And when the gospel is proclaimed, when it is expressed, when it is explained to people and they respond to the truth contained in the gospel by faith and they believe what Jesus Christ did on behalf of mankind, then it is the power of God that brings salvation. It brings deliverance. And we talked a little bit about that in the previous episode. We're going to get more into it as we move along in the book of Romans. You know, one of the things that we have to resist the temptation of in a verse by verse exposition of a book is that we can't run ahead. And I try to be very disciplined in these episodes to stay on text and stay on point and just let the book speak for itself and deal with the issues as they come along. Now, especially in today's episode, it's going to be very tempting to go deep into some ideas that are going to be taken up later in the book of Romans. And so we're going to have to show some restraint today. But I want to introduce these concepts because Paul lays it out in verse 17 and he says this. For in the gospel, in it, the righteousness of God is revealed. Now, let's talk about this. What Paul is saying is that in the story of what God has done through Jesus Christ, it is the good news. It's the gospel. In that story, the righteousness of God is revealed. Now, what does he mean when he says righteousness? <laughs> well, righteousness is probably one of the terms, one of the truths, one of the doctrines, the theological ideas that has been discussed and written about more than any other idea in the history of Christendom. So for me to handle it in about an eight to 10 minute podcast is a very, very daunting task. Now, like I just said, we're going to deal with it in much more detail as we we get later on into the book, especially Romans chapter three, Paul's going to take up a long discussion about the righteousness of God. But I just want to lay a little bit of foundational thought about righteousness today in this episode. 
I want to first deal with a conception that can be a misconception in our understanding of righteousness and then talk a little bit about what I believe Paul means when he uses this word in regards to it being revealed in the good news of God. I believe that a lot of people think of righteousness in what I would call moral terms. There's a scholar called N.T. Wright, and he's helped me a little bit in the recent years. I've been reading some of his work, and he's helped me understand this in the context, what he calls the moral contract. Now, what that means is that a lot of people see being a Christian as a lifestyle of the main objective being that we would be moral people, that we would not sin. And there's a very real sense to that. But that's really not the idea that Paul and the writers of the New Testament are dealing with when they use this term righteousness. At its very core meaning, this word means correct. It means right. It's linked into the idea of justice. So if we reread this verse and we plug in a little bit of definition for that word, Paul's saying that in the gospel, the rightness of or correctness or justice of God is revealed. He's meaning that in what God did through Jesus Christ, through the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus, the rightness of God is revealed. He's not saying that God being holy is revealed, that God is sinless and man is sinful. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about the fact that what God did in Christ Jesus was the right thing to do based on the nature and the character of God. What is the nature and character of God? Well, primarily it is love. God is love. Now, I've written a book called Essential Truth, and in that book I have a chapter on righteousness, and I make this statement. If love describes who God is, then righteousness describes how God is. And what I mean by that is we know that the Bible says clearly that God is love. He is the God of love. So everything that he does has to flow out of who he is. He can't do anything contrary to his character, and his character is one of love. But in doing that, how he does it is he does it by doing what is right. He does it because based on who he is, he always does the right thing. And the right thing for God was to redeem mankind. The right thing for God was to do what was necessary to bring man back into right standing with him. Because God's intention from the very beginning was to have a relationship with man where we would stand in right relationship with him and be able to relate openly and freely with him as a son or a daughter would to a father, just like the son Jesus relates to the father. It's a relationship that is free. It's a relationship that is open and full of love and acceptance and understanding. This is right relationship with God. But what happens is that man walks away from this relationship. And the way he walks away from it, we mentioned it in the previous episode, is he falls into idolatry, worshiping himself, worshiping other things, anything other than God. He gives his devotion to other things. 
And so man becomes lost in this process. Now, as a result of that, he acts out in sinful ways. But the sin of man is not all the sinful deeds that he has done. Yes, those are very important. And we're going to talk about that as we go along. I mentioned in the previous episode that it's very interesting that in the book of Romans, Paul basically doesn't even mention the forgiveness of sins. Why would he do that? Why would he focus more on the righteousness of God? Well, according to Paul in his understanding of the gospel, the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross once and for all took care of sins forever, meaning that when Jesus died, God forgave sins. He did it once and for all. Again, going back to our study of the book of Hebrews, it's not something that we have to revisit is not something that we have to keep focusing on because forgiveness has been granted by the Father at the cross through the sacrifice and the shed blood of Jesus. So that is not an issue anymore. But what is the biggest issue is that through the forgiveness of sins, God then places us into a right relationship with himself. And in doing that, he demonstrates, he reveals his rightness. He reveals his character of being a correct, just father. Because he wanted to bring us back into relationship with him. And so he is covenantally faithful to what he wanted all along. If he would have aborted his plan to have relationship with us, then we would have been eternally lost. But he pursued in his rightness, out of his character, he pursued us. This is primarily what the story of the children of Israel is all about. It's about them breaking covenant. It's about them walking away and committing idolatry over and over and over. And what does God do in response? He pursues them. He comes after them. He sends the prophets. He sends the judges. He sends those people that will try to woo the people back to him, to come back into relationship with him. He's constantly showing his just right actions toward us by constantly pursuing us. And ultimately, this is revealed in the good news. And when Jesus comes and he finally does everything that is necessary for us to come into a unhindered, open, free relationship with God through what Jesus did on the cross, then it sets us in perfect right relationship. And this is the righteousness of God. And this is what's revealed in the gospel. And for Paul, this is so important. God's correctness. So it's not about us being just morally right. It's not that God is just delivering us from our sin. No, it's something much greater than that. It's setting us into right relationship with him. This is a huge game changer, and this is the essence of the gospel, because God has done what is right and necessary and just in order for us to stand in right relationship with him. And he says that this is revealed 
through faith to faith. Now, it's a very interesting little phrase here that Paul uses. We don't really know exactly what he means. It can be translated in a couple different ways, maybe out of faith, into faith, or your translation might say from faith to faith. Well, I just love the fact that it's all about faith. It's all about believing. So the right relationship in which we stand with God is only because we believe. We just have faith. And the more we grow in our faith, the more we move from faith into faith, you know, you can actually grow in a deeper level of faith. You can grow in your conviction of what you believe to be true about what God has done for you through Jesus Christ. And I believe this is what Paul is driving at. And then he quotes from Habakkuk chapter two, and he says that the righteous shall live by faith. Now, this also can be translated one of two ways. It can be translated either the righteous shall live by faith or the righteous by faith will live. Now, what's the difference? The one would be more in light of a lifestyle of faith where we continually stand in faith, believing what God has done, and that's how we live. Or it means that it is through faith that we live, meaning that we come to life as a result of having faith. So we become righteous because our faith introduces us to life. And so how we understand this verse, it's not that important that we get it right, but I just wanted to point out some of the nuances for you because I think if we meditate on it, the Lord can bring some revelation and understanding to what it means to live by faith or by faith to receive life. But primarily what I wanted to do in this episode was just drive at this idea of God's righteousness. In the good news, in the gospel, the whole point is that God is doing the right thing because he is right. He is always right in his actions. He's never wrong in what he does. And Paul believes that the gospel that he preaches reveals the character and nature of God in that he has done everything that is needed and correct for man to be in right relationship with him. So I want you to think about these things and be encouraged by it. Now, we're going to continue on in Romans in the coming episodes, and we're going to unpack a lot of important, deep truths. So just bear with me. We're going to make this journey. It's going to take us a while. But I just want you to be blessed in the process. Just take it verse by verse, day by day, and together we'll make it through this incredible book. So I want you to be strong and courageous and love Jesus more. <music>